MLB All-Star Weekend happened this weekend. Or did it? It did. What is going on, baseball fans? My name is Baseball's Dirty Little Secret, or Jack. Joined here by producer Will... Sorry, we're doing Lorenzo first. Joined by Rumble Pony, Lorenzo. You know him, you love him. And producer Wilson is here, as always. But no one cares. Dude, if you went back-to-back pods with Wilson over me, we were gonna, we were going in the, we're going outside. We're talking. We're having a chat. Yeah, that'd be. What are we doing outside? Kissing. Yeah, if you're down, like uh, interested. Okay. I have a question for you. I have an answer. You're a pretty confident man, right? No. I, no, I, I think you are. Where did you get that from? <laughs> you post videos is, of yourself on the internet. You're confident. It's very man. different. No, 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 no. It's very different things. You don't consider yourself a confident man. You consider yourself like. I mean, I my. The way I look at myself is an ant hill on Normandy Beach. <laughs> That's what I am. Dang, dude. Well, that 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 killed the joke. But I I'm glad right. I learned this about you. Oh wait, wait, wait. Redo it. Redo it. Oh yeah, I'm the best. No, I lost the joke. I don't even remember what I was going to say okay. at this point. It's a dead All joke. Right. It's okay. It's we fine. learned that you're an ant hill. It's all right, though. Yes. I'm Anhill. So we have a lot of housekeeping to do. A lot of housekeeping. By the way, mm-hmm. I hate cleaning. So this is, a, this is a new road for me. I'm trying new things here. I used to hate cleaning, and then I just stopped. It's a great idea, actually. Just live in your own filth. <laughs> yeah, just don't clean. It's. I mean, I don't know why more people don't do it. Do you like frankly. baths? Are you a bath guy? No. I love a good bath. I gotta be honest with you. I know. I knew you would, and that's I do. Just... I do. It, it gets me. Gets me fired up. Like, do you like to soak or do you like to clean while submerged? What about being aquatic <laughs> does it for you? I'm a big fan of soaking. I'm a shower before a bath guy. So then I'll just like sit in the bath. I'll shower because I don't want to like bathe in my own filth. Yeah. So I shower and then I fill the tub. And now I'm soaking. I'm soaking like pasta on like a stovetop. I'm sitting there for a good 15, okay. 20 minutes before I'm ready to serve. Sometimes I, I love taking shower. <laughs> Dude, I take showers with like a full max. It's just like, feel the pain. Oh. Feel the pain. <laughs> if you don't come out like burnt red, you're not showering right. But you also come out of a grocery store with a sunburn, so I don't know if you're the best way to tell this. <laughs> the LEDs are so bright. Yeah. You're like, I, you can't keep me under here for too long. I'll go bad. <laughs> yes, that's what happens. All right, housekeeping. Um, first of all, thanks for listening, everyone. You guys have been killing it, so that makes us smile. We just smiled for the audio listeners. For the and for while we're here, come audio listeners, talk, listen, listen up, listen listeners. to Papa right now. We are also on YouTube, if you want to watch on YouTube. Um, Or if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Music, AbercrombieandFitch.com, WeBuyUglyHouses.com, wherever you listen to our podcast, you can listen there too, it's fine. But we are are on YouTube if you are interested. I'm going to AbercrombieandFitch.com right now, because you've opened up a can of worms that cannot be put back in a container, i got to be honest with you. i got to know what's on this website. We're there. We're under, under the women's clothing, and then sizes medium. It's our podcast. Sponsored by We Got Ice. Dang, I didn't know. Who? Wilson! Did Wilson pay for an ad in Abercrombie & Fitch? We told you that's not a cool brand to wear anymore, my guy. Yeah. Um, we 
had a very intense discussion last episode about Sour Patch Kids where neither of us really took a stand either way. We more of just dissected the argument. Uh, really dissected the issue of Sour Patch Kids at large. And I think our data, we put it on our Instagram story, I think 2,000 people, 4,000 people voted, something like that. And very different numbers, but bear with very me. Very different. <laughs> you can't I'm round up like that, my God. This basic rule <laughs> yeah, of the math. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, Wilson counted. It's really a free for all. And oh, our data, our I think our data was right. We had ninety-two percent people, ninety-two percent of people saying it's a good candy. Eight percent of people saying it's a bad candy. So I don't think any other candy would have that percentage maybe Reese's but like some people are allergic so that would suck me um so yeah 92% that is utter dominance in the candy realm that is a that's a clean sweep you're if you 8% and I promise those 8% even like Sour Patch Kids they're just voting no to be like contrarians you know what I mean yeah. they, they they're into them they're sneaking some Sour Patch Kids so I think we dissected that argument pretty well our audience they they agree with us they're in line with us our audience is also in line with us. <laughs> Don't know where I'm going. I was, I was ready. I was like, he's. I'm in the back of a wagon. He's taking me on a journey right now. Where is this yeah, going? Um, we crashed. We got um, whatever disease dysentery. you get on the Oregon Trail. Yeah, we got dysentery, and now we're dead. Dude, I live Shout in a outs. constant state of having dysentery, dysentery. So I understand. Well, that seems like you should get some like antibiotics or something. I think that's I think that's cured in modern day, but maybe not. Whatever. No, we bad. Um, <laughs> power of your own brain. Shoutouts for this week, starting with Derek Allen, friend of the show, friend of a friend. Yeah, good name, Jace Woods and Jake Wright. We got two J's back in a row. We appreciate you guys. We see you. Mm-hmm. Dylan Seashultz by the seashore. That is might be the best last name on here. But Trevin Beatty, another one. I thought this was Trevor Baton the first time I read it, read it. But then I was like, Trevin Beatty, better than Trevor Baton. So congrats on having not Trevor Baton as your name. Congrats on proving Lorenzo has dyslexia a little bit, I guess. <laughs> we already knew that. Cam Daly. We appreciate you, Cam Daly, as well. Some of these people, if not all, sent a picture, a screenshot of us. When we told them to text a loved one, you smell, the baseball's dirty little secret made you do it. It was a joke. You guys obviously did it, and you killed it. So, shout out to the people who did that. Coming in next, Xavier Douglas. Xavier Douglas Z as their first name. We're, we're into that. And we got Mason Brooks in last. My mom. Hi, mom. Because she yelled at True. me today, Jack. I got a stern talking to. Because she said, we're doing shout outs, and you've never shouted me out. And I said that was a lie. Because I feel like I've shouted her out before. Yeah, maybe not in the um, recent era. Might, maybe not. But there you go. While. Shout out, shout out, mom. You're cool. All right. There shout out, go. shout out, Mrs. Damalia. Yeah, she's clean. There we go. That's the house cleaning, though. We got some good fans in the chat. We appreciate you all. Yes, appreciate you all. We just like to. I mean, we're how long? How deep are we into this pod? That's how appreciative we are. We're eight minutes in, and we haven't even talked about baseball because we're just appreciating the fans. So you're doing good, guys. Appreciating. Last appreciating thing before we go to talk about baseball. Shout out Baseball Lifestyle for this sick new shirt, dude. We appreciate them. We love stuff. Shout out Baseball Lifestyle. Shout out um, the country of uh, Georgia. The country of Georgia. Argentina, but I, I appreciate Georgia. I actually hate Argentina. 
All right. So we just don't like this just now. don't say well, it again. Just, just don't say it. Just don't say it in front of me. Just don't. ASMR Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> ASMR Argentina. It's just the weirdest. <laughs> the subset of YouTube. Right. That subreddit goes nuts. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it gets freaky. Alright, we had time to get to the title of the episode, All-Star Weekend Review. It was the All-Star Weekend. It was a fun time. We we watched it. We breathed it. Um, sometimes we vomited it. So we're going to go through it, all the events, talk about our takeaways, what we had fun watching, probably what you guys had fun watching as well. And I'm sure we'll diverge into many other things that have nothing to do with that topic that we started with. So, Jack, what's your, what do you think? Give me, give me your rundown. What was the biggest standout from the All-Star Weekend? Should we just go through it in a timeline jonical order? Sure, let's go timeline. I'm into timelines. Yeah. Started with the Futures game. And honestly, really did not even see a single thing from this. My bad. Um, I saw a guy from the Rockies hit two home runs in Colorado. That was cool. But it's like, I don't know. This was probably just on me. Like, maybe other people enjoyed it, but this year, I did not, did not, was not in on the Futures game. I don't blame you. I didn't see it either. Like, baseball Twitter is usually undefeated. They kind of took the L on this one. The Futures game got buried. I didn't see a lot of Future Game love. I only saw some pictures of, like, Kalenic and a couple other studs. But, like, there was not a lot of Future Game love. And are you usually a Future Game watcher? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not. I normally see a few highlights. Um... But I think we're already we already know all the prospects because we're so in deep baseball mm-hmm. nowadays. So I guess I just just like didn't really do it for me. I know Jason Dominguez was playing. I didn't even see anything about that. That was sick. Yeah, I know. And I got no. I was like no talk about how he's 18 years old. Like what's going on over here? No yeah. future game love and kind of the letdown of the weekend. Yeah, um, but also maybe the least hyped thing. So it makes sense. But us personally. Didn't really do anything for us. But then later that night, the draft, and I actually really enjoyed the draft. Draft I know we talked about it a little bit last pod, but I did, I thought that was a good production. And actually, we already went through the whole thing, but any final thoughts on the draft? Draft was a good time. Happy with it. And then a shout out to our boy, uh, Daniel Fetterman, for signing with the Baltimore Orioles, friend of the pod for the OGs. So True. Appreciate you, We had some friends of the pod, friends of the pod got signed and slash drafted, so that was cool. Um, because I know you did watch the whole draft, right? Of course. Me and 15 other people. Yeah. We watched it on a Twitch live stream through some guy's glasses because, you know, yeah. can't hire it. <laughs> yeah. And those were your own glasses. You were streaming. Dude, I was streaming. So I'll, I'll, we'll get there, but we're going to Homer Derby next. So mm-hmm. I was live streaming the whole Homer Derby or like everything but like one round because your boy got to pee. And dude, people in the chat were trying so hard to watch it through my glasses they were like every time he moves to the left you can see it and i'm like stop (laughs) stop guys i got so paranoid i was like now i was looking at my own glasses and i was just like all right screw it we're going no glasses (laughs) that doesn't even make sense because it was on fox like every tv has fox if you don't have fox do you even have cable like fox just does that in soap operas it's all they play the home run derby on repeat yeah yeah and the Home Run Derby borderline is a soap opera, really. It was. This year, especially. It was. I thought the Home Run Derby, just give me a grade, like a rating, because I'm going to come in at, I thought it was an A. I thought it was a great product. 
yeah, I think it was a good derby. I think it was an A as well in, like, almost none of the ways that they wanted it to be. I think it was almost a nightmare for the MLB. It was. Because it clearly, it was the Otani show, which is good. I didn't too, I didn't see too many people criticizing that, which is good because it's like they're obviously moving into once Otani's good, they're like all the marketing chips are on his table. Otani got a lot of press this week. Week some good, some bad. We're not going to get into the bad because we don't do that here. But like, yeah. there was a lot of Otani talk and the home run derby. I felt like kind of was a. It kind of summed it all up. Everyone was watching the home run derby because of Shohei Otani. He was the number one yeah. seed. When did this happen? That he because he's been killing it all season. But when did they go full in? Otani's the guy. Otani's the face of baseball. Was this sudden to you? I feel like this. Like wasn't it Tatis? It like what happened? Want to know what happened? We're in the sports dead zone. There's nothing going on in sports now. You got the yeah. NBA finals, but the NHL finals are over. The NFL draft. I'm pretty sure that already happened. Um, there's like nothing mm-hmm. going on right now. Base. This is the month that baseball like dominate. July yeah. and August are baseball. That's what you do. You talk baseball. So all the people who haven't been watching baseball for April, May, and June are just now. Okay, what's going on in the MLB? Wait, this guy pitches and hits, and then the MLB is finally props to the MLB for actually good job MLB. They're finally like noticing a trend. And pushing that trend forward because everybody's talking about Shohei Otani. So what did they do? They made him the All Star Game starter. They put him in. He went into the yeah. Home Run Derby. They marketed the poop out of him. And I was like, great job. He. That's so true. That's a great point because in my everyday life, I was on a walk. I was wearing a Mike Trout jersey as I do, um, in a national park. And the lady came up to me and was like, "Have you? Who's that other guy? Have you? He does both. He. Have you seen that?" It's like, it is sweeping the nation. And even like at work, people are like, that Otani guy, eh? And it's like, yeah, we're, that's so true. Everyone's just now being like, it's finally, it's like when boomers find memes. Exactly. It like takes like three months, but when it hits, then it's just, it's on a minion, it's on Facebook, and there's no going back. It, it's like, it's endless now. Now it's like, okay, this is a lot. But in this case, it's good that it's a lot. And I think yeah. Otani is a perfect face for baseball. I think I think you can have more than one face of baseball. You can have faces of baseball. Yeah. Is the beauty of it. We've oh, always say... His hands? He's starting to fire over there? What's going on? Oh, I'm start, it's getting hot. I'll even give you one of these. Oh, yeah, we're getting stretched out. We always talk about how marathon, baseball's a marathon, but it's also a bunch of little sprints that make up a marathon. You can't have one face of baseball like you can in other sports because you're going to go through slumps. You're going to get hurt and stuff. So you... We need, like, a – it's a relay race. So you need, like, exactly. Tatis to start, Trout to pitch in. Oh, then it was to Drum for a little bit. Now Otani's going to take over, and then some dude will take over the playoffs. We don't know who that is. So it's, like, if I think that's the way to do it for the MLB. You start with, like, you, preseason. You're always hyping up, hyping up Mike Trout. He was killing it. Then it's, like, DeGrom's the goat. Tatis is, was, has been the face for, like, a year. And now it's like, boom, full Otani, ride it. He's going to start slumping eventually, as all players do. And then you move on to Vladdy. And that's that's how you market the game. I just fixed it. I just did it. Brilliant idea. Otani just got tagged in. And another thing is with every sport, including baseball, people love the new thing. Yeah. If you are the face of baseball for too long, you become hated. Or you become mm-hmm. overrated or overhyped, etc. Like every time somebody posts anything about Tatis now, it's... 
you post in Tatis again or ratio in the comments. Like, it's just kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, you get you get to that point. So, you got to keep mixing it up. And a sign of a good, healthy league is the ability, like you said, to tag guys in and out. To be like, all right, this guy's so dang good that normally he's not on your first person on your mind, but he should be because of this. So, I think this was just a brilliant moment for baseball and the national sp- It's so funny to me, though, when you watch non-baseball people who clearly don't watch baseball every day start talking about baseball it's like guys at least pretend like we make it clear we're stupid like we're we're dumb but if you're gonna like pretend like just say you're dumb and then like you're good wash your hands of it then we're gonna say we can get into the weeds of it a little bit without getting too deep but the Stephen a smith comments oh my god obviously but i was really happy with the reaction how everyone was on the same page that they were stupid then he apologized and stuff so so it's like yeah we're we're past that. It doesn't that his language doesn't matter. He just did. He was the face of baseball. No matter what he does for the rest of the season, he just took over the All Star Weekend like I've never seen someone take over. Starting pitcher, leadoff hitter, number one seed in the home run derby. No one's done that. So it's like I'm kinda glad we're all he is the face of baseball at the moment. It's not something an analyst on ESPN shows can just bring up. Like it's not a debate. It just, there yeah, that was a beautiful way to say it. Also, it's the face of baseball, guys, not the language of baseball. I'm pretty sure that's not what we're talking yeah. about here. Um, also, why now is what made me laugh. It was like, how, the Dominican Republic is extremely, like, represented in baseball. And, like, a lot of players don't fluently speak English. This has happened for a while now. Like, even, like, David Ortiz, one of our favorite all-time players, like, he had a heavy accent. Like, it was sometimes a little bit hard to understand him. Like, this is common. But also, who cares? Dude, why, why are you yeah. going off about that? I just thought it was cool. My favorite part of the moment, though, Stephen A. Smith is stupid. Like, Shohei Otani is a face of baseball. He's the best player in the world. Or not in the world, but, like, right now, he's, like, the most dynamic player. And yeah. my favorite part, though, was when Jeff Passan just went on first take and absolutely bodied him. I was like, go Passan bomb from the top rope. I was like, that is somebody who knows baseball and is representing the baseball world. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, pa- I am trusting Passon more and more with my life every day. I really think he doesn't miss. He Passing for president? I think we got to start this going. I'd vote for him. Dude, He every time he tweets or like, I on 99.9% agree with his takes on anything. I'm always like, oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, well, also, <coughs> he doesn't even have takes. He literally just reports the truth most of the time. So I guess, but that's good. That's what people want. I was into it. So, Otani got kind of a bad media. Like, it was bad media because, like, you obviously don't want people saying, like, hey, you can't be the face of baseball because you don't speak the language. That's not a good time. But it was also, like, a good media bump heading into the Derby because everybody was like, we like, now we're going to root for him even harder because this guy's a dummy. Yeah. I don't, I think he didn't get any bad media. It was even better media for him because people were just, like, Stephen A. Smith got the bad press that's good yeah that's a better way to word it i meant like saying like it's not a good time if you're a shohei otani to be like yeah this guy's saying that you know you you can't be the face of baseball because you won't speak a language like you don't you don't want to get that in your twitter feed yeah i'm going full tinfoil hat conspiracy theory but Stephen a smith is not a baseball guy when baseball is so hot in the streets do you think people like they try to tear it down because they're like well this isn't basketball Dude, I, that's a great point. I heard, like, they were discussing, like, the aftermath of it, and I think it was, like, a, 
I forget the Max, like this Kellerman, like his co-host. They were talking about mm-hmm. it, and they were like, "Oh, well, the only time we ever talk about baseball is because of the scandal." So. How can you we, – we don't talk – because they apparently, like, first take is only talked about Shohei Otani, like, twice all year. So they were like, oh, the only time we talk about baseball ever is when it's the scandals because it's a it's not a fun sport or it's, like, it's a boring sport. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's you're just not choosing to talk about it. It's hot in the streets. Baseball is the hottest in the streets. We got numbers. This was the best first half in the MLB, in, I think, ever. This was the best first half ever of views, streaming numbers. Like, everything was through the roof. I'm like, no, no, no. People just don't – it's, like, trendy to be, like, baseball sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think it's it's cooler to – you can't talk about Otani and try to tear him down. There's a reason you're trying to tear him down. He just had the best first half in, in the league. So, you like, there's a reason you're talking about him. You're just choosing – you didn't talk about when he had three home runs in a night. You talked about – now, when everyone was talking about how he had three home runs in a night and you want to rain on that parade. It's also just my least favorite style of sports, the hot take artist. Like, it's like being yeah. negative and, is cool. It's like, what the heck, guy? And they they do play characters. They do. So it's like you – people are attacking Stephen A. Smith, but, like, that is his online persona. That's his character. So it's like – I'm so out it's, on that, It's bro. weird. Yeah, man. But yeah. what I was, it was cool though, because that happened, and then we got Shohei in the Derby. And so the Derby to start, by the way, just overall assessment of Derby, like you said, it was not what we predicted, very different than both of our brackets tanked first. Like, we were like, oh, God, we're in a bad time now. Um, we have no chance for March Madness because we had a bracket so of eight people. I don't even think we got one right. I was first round exit, like on everything. It was horrible. Yeah. But. Overall, the product was good. MLB did a great job. Everyone was tuned in to watch Shohei Otani. So guess what they did? We'll put you last, Shohei. Make sure everybody mm-hmm. sees the whole first round. Great job right there. And overall, my only complaint about the Derby, before we get into the weeds of it, was that they didn't have measurements on the distance of each home run. On the screen. That's true. Like it should have been like a pop tag. Yeah. So the, I'm assuming they couldn't. Like there's... They well, they had him that. in the ballpark on the giant scoreboard. That's the only way you saw it. So every time a home run was hit, oh. they put the feet on it on the big scoreboard yeah, in the center. And I was like, the broadcast, I'm like, that's an easy fix, guys. Just like as the ball is landing, you just go quick tag, like 400 feet, 420 yeah. feet. That's pretty easy. I I would assume the issue is there's like a 10-second delay it takes, and the home runs are coming in so quick they can't do it. But yet, there should be a way, or at the end, show all the distances compiled. Or even, like, in the right-hand side, as you get the numbers, just be, like, home run number yeah. one for, like, you know, keep rotating. Just give us, like, a measurement, because the whole appeal of it being at Coors Field was, That's these true. balls are going to go 500 feet. Because one of the <clears> biggest <throat> stories, we haven't even talked about the winner yet, but we'll build up to that. Stay listening. Juan Soto hit a, like, what, 520-foot bomb, and it's like, we didn't know until after the round. So it's like, that would have been an, a exactly. TikTok <clears> clip. It would have built the hype better if it was like, oh, like in the at-bat. It was like, that's five. Because, to be honest, if you're watching a home run derby on TV, one bomb, every bomb kind of looks the same. You can't really tell the difference. In the ballpark, obviously, you can tell when, like, one's really laid into. But, like, when they're, like, fast-shotting back and forth between them, it's kind of hard to tell, oh, did that one go 460, 400? It's hard to tell. So, like, that would have People who are like, oh, that one's 500. That one's 490. It's like, you're just guessing. 
Exactly. So it's like, oh, it would have been cool to be able to see that. And be like, show, he just hit it 520 feet and get all the boys around the TV. And now y'all watch it. So that would have been cool. <laughs> Other than that, though, the Derby itself, Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. First round, Shohei comes out slumping after Soto hits, like, I don't remember how many home runs. Then they get into a swing off. Then they get into another swing off. Otani loses. But still, that round itself, I was like, this is so good. I was upset he lost, but I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that was the best round for sure. And Otani started so bad. Like, so bad. And then he barely made it, barely tied it up. So that was cool. His swing was, I know we talked a lot about his swing going into the derby and like what it would look like. Nothing like I thought. He had him low and inside and was just hitting line drives. I thought he would go power stroke like middle high. So it was I have a conspiracy. Or maybe that was, oh, what is it? I think he was half not trying. I think that he wanted to win, but I don't think he was like willing to sacrifice his swing. Just like you said. Like, I don't think Shohei was swinging out his butt. Like, the, you, there were some players you saw. Like, Pete Alonso was pure home run. Swinging out yeah. for it all. And he won. But, like, Shohei, if you go back and look, it looked like he was, like, trying to keep, like, a batting stance. Like, he wasn't yeah. trying to, like, which is why he got so many line drives, I believe. He was like, oh, he wasn't just trying to go up there and just swing of all his might. He was hitting line drives doubles down the line every time every he was just batting practice punching judy singles up the middle and i was like yeah i might be wrong but that's kind of the vibe i got i'm like there's no is shohei just like trying to be like hey i'm having a great season yeah. right now it, it's probably more likely that his swing just is like that and he maybe he couldn't probably. even if he wanted to try to fix that he couldn't really get into that let me live in like, my conspiracy he, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm but the moon landing was fake. When he really laid into one, it went far. But, like, if he missed it by an inch, doubled on the line. Pete Alonso, who we can talk about next, when he... He didn't miss one, but if he did miss, it was still a home run. Because he was just swinging up. Also, uh, Shohei Otani had Jacob DeGrom on the mound, and Pete Alonso had me. So, there is a That's difference. True. Because yeah. Shohei Otani was getting sliders down and in, and Pete Alonso was just getting every pitch right down the middle. It was beautiful batting practice. Yeah, David Jouse shouted him the best BP pitcher of all time. Baseball players around the nation are sliding into his DMs, so you better hit him with a good pickup line to get him to come to your field and just throw you some meters. Your old high school coach, who we still haven't gotten on the pod, I haven't forgotten about him, would, would, is taking notes. Like, oh, that's how I show BP. Yeah. Yeah, it was remarkable, and so going into it, none of us thought, P. Alonso just wasn't on my mind. I don't know if he was too easy of an answer, he was just forgettable, I just really was not thinking that he'd go repeat, and I can't believe we didn't even start with this, but this home run derby was not close. P. Alonso oh, was, no. would have beat anyone by 10 home runs, it wasn't even close, it wasn't even fair, he won it easily. Opening round, he had 35 home runs against Salvador Perez, who had, like, the most home runs ever by a catcher in a round of the home run derby, and he wasn't close because Pete Alonso just yeah. was, like, bobbing and vibing, having a great time hitting rockets. It was like, poor Perez goes up there, and he's like, oh, I'm down by 35. <laughs> Salvador Perez, I think, is my one of my MVPs of the All-Star Weekend. He went out there and dropped 28, which is the second best number on the whole derby. He dropped 28 and lost in the first round because he was going up against Pete Alonso at 35 right before him. So, Salvador Perez would have beat anyone else. He could have gone to the finals, 
but he just had a horrible, horrible luck. So shout out to Salvador Perez, because I also picked you to win it, so I was kind of right, in a way. He was, the, he was the next best contender. He just ran into a hot wagon. I will say, I have, I have a take. I don't know how if you're going to feel about this. Is it okay. bad that, like, I kind of was rooting against Alonzo? It was a... It was polarizing. Ooh! Polarizing. Um, for thing. sure. Because I think he was doing it in a way that was so dominant and so cocky and was so easy to him. I bought into it, but... I definitely see how you'd be like, oh, I kind of, like, kind of want to see him get beat. I wanted Trey Mancini one for the story because I think that's a great story. Like he comes back, battles back from cancer, wins the home run derby. That's a great story. But also, I don't know. I was just Pete Alonso wasn't. I'm not a Pete. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a Pete Alonso guy. Like I don't dislike him, but like I'm not a like rooting for him actively. Mm-hmm. Where there was other plays in the Dirto Derby, like Soto. The Dirto. Dirto. It's not like a Pokemon. Like Soto <laughs> and Otani. Like, I wanted them to win. Like, I'm big fans of them. Like, I'd wear their shirts around. Like, I love them. And, like, Mancini, I root for him. And even, like, Matt Olson, I like. And then I was like, ah, Peter Alonso's going to just win. And also, maybe it was just because it was so dominant. I was like, yeah, he's just going to roll everybody. I think if Alonzo won in the way he did in 2019, it would have been kind of weird. Where Because I'm assuming people would be like, oh, it's going to be Shohei versus Pete Alonzo. And if, because remember when Alonzo won? Vladdy stole the show. Yeah. But Pete won. Um, so I think it is cool that Pete came out here and was like, I am the best at Home Run Derby. Like, no one, this is why I won. I'm just so good at it. So he won me over with that because it was just, like, dominant. If he snuck out a win again, it'd be like, oh, whatever. But... Otani was out. I was like, yeah, it's, it's Pete's time. Yeah, that's fair. I will say, it's, It is cool because he probably came out this home derby. Like, how dare you say Vladdy was the whole story of the derby last time? I won it. Yeah. I am the derby. So he won it. Overall, derby was a good night. He won back-to-back. Probably going for a free Pete next year. He said he's the best power hitter in baseball. And then, do you want, what's the next on the agenda between the All-Star game? I feel like something else happened before the actual game. It was this. We can talk about the celebrity All-Star game first. Because oh. it was weird this year. I think they played it before the All-Star game, but it premiered at 10 p.m. So in weird. a cut. It was an edited version, kind of like a YouTube video. If anyone watches MLW, Wiffle Ball on YouTube, shout out MLW. It was kind of like that, where they only showed like the action plays, which I think was cool. Because the sport was like, when I watched it, it was like 16 to 1 in a slow pitch softball game. So that it was cut up, which I think was cooler than just having it be on TV during the day. So I like that. But, um... I have some issues with it, and I also have some solutions. So I'll give, I'll let Ooh. you give your opinion on it, though, first. I don't know if you watched it. I did. I was so confused. That's my main thing. I went from, <laughs> I tuned in, and the first thing I get is Quavo just throwing gas tanks down the middle, like striking out NFL stars. And the next minute, I got, I got JoJo Siwa popping line drive doubles. And I'm like, what, what's happening? I was so overstimulated. I was like, what? There was too much going on. The cut version caught me off guard. I was like, okay, JoJo's stepping into the box. Oh, that ball's gone. I, I couldn't keep up. I like the cut version, but I think there's some issues with <clears throat> the game itself and some issues with the field and some issues with the players. Really everything. Okay, but I like so it. We got, we got, we got some issues. <laughs> My man got a red pen baseball. just marked up this book report. <laughs> yeah. So we'll start with the field. I have an issue with playing. 
I've talked about this with you on live, and I think you didn't understand it, but maybe we'll try to explain it better here. I don't like when you put a fence in the middle of the outfield and make that the home run fence, because when you're watching it on TV, it just doesn't look like the fence. It just looks yeah. weird. So I don't like that. That's very nitty gritty. Probably don't have to change that. Things I do want to change is the players you pick for the All-Star Celebrity Game. They did a good job this year. It was kind of fun. But I'd like to see celebrities who happen to also be good at baseball. It's not a softball game anymore. It's a baseball game. It's an All-Star Celebrity Baseball game. You don't have to be going like crazy. But there has to be celebrities out there. Like, Joe C was fun to watch play softball, but... I'm sure there's another Nickelodeon star that played high school baseball or like college baseball. And True. we get to see like a fairly, it's, it'll be like watching a division two college game, but they're all celebrities like Mr. Beast from YouTube. He's really good at baseball. Have him out there that. instead of like another TikTok person who like it gets in the views, but I think there's a way to get the views while also like having a decently competitive game, like on a, the full field, maybe bringing the fences a little bit. Pitchers are thrown like 70s, 60s, and like you're playing. It's like a baseball game, but everyone's just like, okay, but it's celebrities. I feel like that'd be so much more fun to watch. I'm into it. I thought you were going to be like, I wasn't invited, so I'm upset. I thought that's where you were going. No, this is 100% serious. Okay. I, I like your ideas. I don't know if there's that many base, uh, like influencers who like, I don't know, play baseball at that level, but I'm into it. I think there should be a, a well, speed minimum. You got to throw 85 up and in. If you want to play. Yeah. Well, not even that, but like Quavo is super famous, but he doesn't like he, not he's not a baseball player. player. There has to be or like even multi-sport athletes. Oh, I got a quick rant. If there is a celebrity anything, Quavo's there. He loves intramural sports, dude. He loves them. My guy pulls up at every free on free basketball game in the world. And he's just like, I'm down. Quaif was really just everywhere. Like, if you were a tourist visiting America, you'd see him in a Wendy's commercial, the MLB All-Star game, like, in the half court of an NBA game, then the Grammys, all in, like, the same week. My dude just rolls out everywhere. It's like, oh, NBA All-Star weekend, uh, where's Quavo at? Uh, MLB All-Star game weekend, NHL All-Star. He loves All-Star weekends, bro. He's so into it, and I got to respect that. Yeah, he's been doing it for a while, so I will, I will respect that. But I'm just saying... Let's play baseball. Let's have a little baseball game. Let's have it be some fun. So that was some you're welcome, MLB. That was good feedback. And that set us up for we got the celebrities on the field. Now we got the celebrities on the red carpet. The MLB All Stars pulling through on the red carpet event, which you were so out on, by the way. So I want to hear your your take after it happened. Didn't watch it. You didn't watch. Was this out of spite? No, I mean, just, it just the timing didn't line up. So that's my first excuse. But I saw some, like, clips from it, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. A suit, a nice suit doesn't really get me going. Now we're going to argue. You didn't see Tati's suit and went, oh, that didn't happen? I didn't. I, I don't even know what it was. It was, dude, what? It was, the, it was like a solid pink salmon beauty suit with his beautiful locks of hair, bro. He walked on that carpet and I my my knees buckled a little bit. I shaked. I was like, "Oh." I was, I was like I was shaking. It was beautiful. Well, you're painting a beautiful visual picture there. But I just the picture didn't seek me out and I didn't seek it out. We kind of have a mutual relationship and What do you have against avoid... carpets? What did they do to you? It hurt me when I was younger. 
Okay, we don't we don't want, we don't want to talk about that then. We'll, we'll move fast. But they there were some people looking good out there. I was like, this is a good time. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I also thought that it got old real fast. There's only entertainment so many value. Minimal. If you sat down before the game, say well, I don't know how long it is, forty five minutes, you're watching the whole thing. Is it that entertaining? Or is it you watch the Instagram clips after? I saw like 20 minutes of it live. But then I was out. I just needed to see my guy. I needed to see what Tatis was wearing. And I wanted to see what Rafi Devers was wearing. And then once mm. I saw that, I was out. But we talked you about how we good. wanted people to like wear like fashion like the NBA players do. And I think that was a step. I saw Tatis was pimping a little bit. He looked fresh. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's a good time. But... I do admit, the average viewer probably not going to watch a bunch of grown men walk around in suits. I will. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do in our free time. We don't need to do that for like, work. I like, that's kind of my ideal day, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is, yeah. We, we are employed by the state to do that. <laughs> Full-time job. I don't know what that means. All-star game. The big hoopla. Hoopla. I haven't heard that word in a minute. But this one caught me off guard because, once again, you were right. So I'll let you take the lead on this. I was wrong. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I mean, I'm glad game. I'm right. But what am I right about? The winner of the game. Oh, yeah. The AL wins every year. It's just kind of boring now. Um, so it's weird. They've won, I think, 11 of the last 12, eight in a row. It's not even close. Like, the NL just can't score, it seems like, every year. It blows um, me away. Yeah, which is weird. Maybe because they don't have a DH. Oh. Um, get a DH. We can also talk about Manfred's new proposals for the rules later in the show. If Maybe. We make no promises. We, we didn't sign anything. I didn't sign any contract. Don't show yeah. me no contract, bro. But, yeah, the, it was an entertaining all-star game. I think the product was cool. They had some guys mic'd up. I think it was cool. We're going through this whole thing so, in, like, the most weird way. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. If you're not, We're, oh well. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Yeah. If you if you're hating this, you have to go leave an Apple podcast review. Five stars. If you hate it. Deal? That's okay. your punishment. Now you've now you've been yeah. dealt a punishment. Yeah. So I think it was a decent all star game. The the production was good. I enjoyed the product. The game itself I think could have been better, but like how are you gonna I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I tuned out after the fourth inning. I was out. I was like, I lost. After this initial wave of stars check out, I'm kind of out. That, yeah, I did want to bring that up. So I think the starters got to be in for like five innings. Five innings minimum. You got to keep me in this game, bro. Like, I can't get a Vladdy bomb that like, you know, I was talking about quaking in your shoes, bro. I was, I was rocking yeah. after that one. And then you pull them out. Now I'm kind of like, well, now I'm sad. And I think this goes back to our baseball has too many all-stars thing. Because by the ninth inning, when the NL needs runs, they always need runs, they got to bring up a, like a last-minute replacement. So it's like, what do you, what do you, I mean, it's not, this isn't Pete Alonzo up here. Yeah, it's like, oh, we, we got to, everyone's got to play, so now we're going to pull everybody out. And I get it, it's just an all-star game, but I was kind of bummed by that. I was like, oh. It was really cool, though, that Tatis was mic'd up when Vladdy absolutely peed on a ball, dude. I was like, yeah. that is that's, that was a cool moment. The mic'd up was cool. I, 
Yeah, the, the All-Star game in general just has this weird in-between super fun and serious. Like, they don't know what to do. The funniest moment of the night was when the, the broadcast was like, to Fernando Tatis, they were like, say something to Vladdy as he round second. And then he said something in, uh, I, like, I think it was Spanish. And then the broadcast was just like, they didn't respond. I was like, they have no <laughs> idea what he said. <laughs> And then Stephen A. Don't don't tell Stephen A. Smith about Stephen that. Stephen A. Smith just lost it. He was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> just starts going in. Yeah, the, I do think this is just getting so critical. I enjoyed the All Star game, but the mic'd up seemed to not be working, or the players just like weren't into it this year. Yeah, dude. Fre- Aaron Judge, Freddie Freeman's mic'd up. Aaron Judge gets the first, and Freddie Freeman tells him, and Aaron Judge just doesn't even respond. He's just like cold turkey I'm like can you have a little yeah. bit of fun dude like cut loose if i was mic'd up i'd just be saying the wildest stuff yeah so i i'd say mic up just you so someone who you know is just gonna go nuts true overall though what would you give all-star weekend rating i give it i give it a b plus all-star weekend i'll go a because Ooh. the numbers and I think it proved that it was an A because baseball is hot right now. Probably this has mostly to do with Shohei Otani. So good job marketing team at the MLB um, or at MLB. There's no the. Sorry. I say that They all pulled the time. in. Yeah, it's tough. It's just I say it all the time too. They pulled in 8.9 million viewers, blowing past numbers out of the water, blowing other sports out of the water. The 2021 NBA thing or the 2020, whatever it was, 5.9 million viewers concurrent viewers peaked nfl pro bowl 8 million concurrent viewers peak so there we go 9 million baseball they're they're killing it let's translate that to baseball guys it's a fun sport it's a good time so yeah all you haters out there suck an egg yeah baseball is not dying i would say it's actually booming if we're looking numbers wise yeah so i think the um the social and cultural issues happening or not. I mean, I just, the demographic issues happening within the sport tear, tears it down for people within the sport. But if you're looking in on baseball, I would assume you got to think it's on the rise. If you're just a casual Instagram scroller and that pops up on your like explore page, you're like, Oh wow. I didn't know that Instagram baseball back again. Maybe I should invest. And that's why we're going to get a lot of new people coming back to baseball guys. So strap in, you're going to get a lot of bad takes from analysts, oh. but at the same time us. Yeah. We're, we're the bad take people at the same time though. Baseball's fun. It's getting hot and that's what we want. It's cool to see. It's awesome. Cause we've been doing this for about a year and a half now. We've been podcasting and it's awesome to see that baseball's like grown with us. If that makes sense. Like it's revived. Would it be bold to say that we revived baseball? I think we did. I think once we brought on Wilson and we performed the trifecta. By the way, you suck, Wilson. Just I feel like you were too confident over there. He looked like he was having a good day. Yeah, Wilson. Um, do you have anything to say? Because we're not so, going to let you say it. Yeah, so, I just muted suck you. It. So eat an egg. Yeah. But it was like once we brought on Wilson, we just been baseball been shooting to the moon. So just gotta say, Kowinky Dink. Yeah, I mean maybe. There's a good chance it could be a coincidence, but I would confidently say we single-handedly revived the sport of baseball. I think that's a good... I'm going to add that to my LinkedIn profile. That yeah. with professional toast bread toaster. Have you been watching Loki? I haven't. I, I see. I have a wet strategy with shows. I just need mm-hmm. to wait till it all out because I'm a one-night it watcher. Is. 
I know. Now I'm it's ready to now. lock in. I'm going to wa- lock in yeah. now. It's real good. I think the best Marvel thing in a in a minute. So get excited. Better than WandaVision? I think it was better than WandaVision. Ooh, WandaVision was gas. So I'll have to lock in It was. That. It's similar. And it's a sus- very suspenseful, very... You got to wait. Like, it's there's a lot of questions. It's very mysterious. Want to come over and watch it? I'll make you some toast. I mean, that's normally... I, no, how about some kettle corn? All right, well, I don't want to watch with you anymore. That's fine. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I make some great toast. Like, I can t- I can toast it pretty good. You can bake bread again? Like, I can put it in the toaster, and I in know, the like, toaster. the perfect way to finagle a toaster. Like, three? Number three? No, no, they got to go slightly over free, because sometimes free comes in a little too soft. Oh, four? No, 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 there's a gap. You got to get Oh, three and a half. You gotta find the sweet spot, dude. God. Okay. You you can't tell me that everybody's equal at toasting bread. I probably burn it half the time. Exactly, and I don't. I bet if we did a poll and we said, "Are you good at toasting bread?" Less than fifty percent say yes. Are we doing? Is, are we committing to this? I think we're doing this, dude. Okay, toasting bread's hard. It is. I mean, you have to know. If you know your toaster, I think it's 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 easy. Of course, but, but a lot of people to, don't know their toaster. You go sleep over a friend's house. You go to use their okay. toast. You're in foreign territory, bro. You have no idea how these settings work. I saw this thing on Instagram where it was a toaster that's clear, so you could see your bread being toasted and know exactly when it's done. So Wilson, sponsor us. Um, Wilson, bring that into the bathtub with you. Yeah, please do that. Oh, what was my last point I was going to say? There is a, I forget, but there is some toasters, though, where you'll be on like, oh, I know. People who double toast, leave. If you toast your bread and it's not done, you throw that bread out and you get new bread. You can't re-toast that bread. It's never going to work. That's that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, it's never going to be the perfect size. Honest, that is, no, that's insane. No, dude, you, I hate double toasting put, bread. If you, if you put your toast in the toaster and it comes out not done the perfect way, you throw it out, not even give it to the birds, for God's sake, and then you do another try, and you're probably just going to mess that one up too, and then you're in the toaster <laughs> for five hours. Well, I don't mess this is, up This anymore. is malarkey. When I was growing up, though, like I lived in a big house, so I could never throw out the bread because, you know, my mom would have like thrown me out the window like hey don't do that but now uh, i live on my own so i'm like hey i can get away with what i want to get away with and if the bread's not toasted right which occurs less than one percent of the time because you're not talking to some schmuck who i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah i know how to handle a toaster if it's you not where i'm at here. with it it's going up it's, it's i'm like this isn't it you're gone well let's think about this from a logistic standpoint there's what ten slices of bread in a bag, in what a loaf. A bag of bread you're buying. Well, the loaf is in a bag. Loaf is a bag. You could probably. I'm leaning like sixteen, but I'll, I'll accept your ten. There's sixteen. Okay, if it's if it's a, if it's a girthy one. So big bag. if you mess up one time, and then you have a successful try, that's four. So you just went through four slices. So I mean, if you're messing up somewhat consistently, that means you have. You really have four meals and one loaf. Sometimes you got to take L's on these things, man. There's there's ways of life. Like, I don't tell you how to live your life. I'm just educating the people. Try it. 
toast your bread and don't toast it perfectly and then put it back in and tell me it doesn't taste weird. Just like you're a failure. This bread failed. <laughs> we don't reward failure. <laughs> so the Cubs traded Jock Peterson to the Braves for their 12th <laughs> overall prospect. Braves lighting it up early. In the, I mean, they they have openings. They go, we need Jock. We're going to get Jock. Are the Cubs sellers? They seem to be sellers. We're really not sure how much is Bryant gone. Does this mean Kimbrell's gone? Is Hyvie Baez gone? We don't know, but all we know is the Braves are making a late push for the NL East. What do you I'm say? I'm crying. I'm crying right now. I'm going to need a minute. But, yeah, the Braves are, Braves are buyers. Cubs are sellers. Kind of weird considering that the Cubs, I'm pretty sure, are over 500 and the Braves are under 500. So it's not very often you see a trade like that happen. Very weird. But it just proved to me the NL East, strap it. It's going to be a roller coaster. Yeah, the Braves have nothing going for them, but they're still in it. And the Cubs are over 500 and they're selling. So, I mean, it's it's like a guess who game over there. I was surprised that Jock was the first one to go. I mean, that it makes weird. sense he's on that he's on that teacher signed the contract with them, but we've heard so much about Rizzo, Bryant, Javi Baez being traded, Kimbrel even, that it's like, oh yeah, they did get Jock. Like that makes sense too. So I, it was unexpected, which all trades are. I also think that uh, it was a little rushed because Acuna went out for the year, so the Braves were like immediately, like, oh, true. we need outfield help. So they just went yeah. first thing they could think of was oh Jock Peterson's let's secure him before he gets moved or before the Cubs like make it known that they're fire sailing, so they went in like you know snuck in first. Yeah, seems like a good trade. They traded um first baseman number twelfth overall prospect in the organization for Jock Peterson. Wouldn't Chris Bryant like... have been the perfect fit for them though? They need third base and outfield help. Well, I think they they needed third base help at the beginning of the season when they had the best roster. Now third base is actually a guy they have. They got um, Young Thick, Austin Riley. They're missing two outfielders and starting pitching. So I think they, like, they're not at the point where they need a superstar. They just need to fill holes and try to get something going. Well, that's But what... that does make a great point. Chris Bryant, I think, all of our minds were thinking Braves for, like, two years now. He could be gone, like, a different team was kind of blowing my mind. Like, where is he going to go? Where is Kimper going to grow? If he grows anymore, how tall will he be in five years? We don't know. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird. And then Passon was like, oh, the Braves aren't looking to make a big move, but which always means that they are looking to make a big move. And then yeah. everyone was like, the Met, the Nats and the Phillies want to buy too. I'm like, if, is every team in this division just going to buy? It just also makes me wonder about the Mets. I'm like, if the teams like the Braves are so willing to buy – doesn't that mean you have to go out and buy because they think that you're beatable? Mets are tough. I mean, they went out and bought, bought, bought in the offseason. So yeah. I, I, they just need some guys back. I don't the, I don't even want to get into the NL East because I know they're going to all make so many trades and we're just going to be more confused than ever. And then the Marlins are going to win the division. That would be that would be amazing. The, the Nats are going to make the biggest addition of the deadline and we're going to be like, what happened? How did we get yeah. here? It is cool that we're officially in Twitter baseball trade deadline fodder where it's like one trade happens and then everyone just loses it. Yeah. 15 days. 14 days if you're listening to this on the day it came out. So, and if you're listening to it two days after it came out, 13 days left until the trade deadline. So we're getting, it's going to get intense. 
The All-Star game and the trade deadline being so close to each other caught me off guard. It's fun. It is, but there wasn't enough, like, build-up in my mind to Jock Peterson getting traded. I was like, oh, the trade deadline's here. The build, There was a lot of build-up, and then the build-up stops for the All-Star game, and then we're like, oh, yeah, it goes right back. Like, we got two weeks to make deals, and a lot of it happens, like, the day of, but there's going to be, like, five days from now, there's going to be a huge move, I'm sure. Oh, Brian and Baez are getting traded before the day of the deadline. I'm convinced of that. Oh, yeah. Those type of deals never happen on the deadline day. They always get traded before. But I'm like, I'm interested. It's, I'm excited but also terrified because as like a Red Sox fan, I'm like, oh, are we going to do anything? But at the same time, I'm like, a lot of teams that you would figure would be buyers don't feel like they're in buyer situations. So it just feels like the Dodgers, the Padres, and like, are the Giants going to buy? I don't know. Are they going to buy? I think we this is a, such a weird situation because the teams that bought in the offseason, they bought so much, and they're not in first place. So do you buy more? And the teams that are in first place, Giants, Red Sox, are they? do they buy? They're not really in a yeah. position to buy, but like numbers-wise, you're in first place, you got to buy. So it's real. no one is a buying candidate right now as at the All-Star break. In two weeks, it will probably clear up a little more. But, I mean, who – anything could happen. Like, the Giants could not make the playoffs, or they could buy and win the World Series. Like, they're in just an absolute limbo, which I'm horrible at, by the way. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually pretty good at the limbo. Like, are you, are you like, middle rounds? Like, you're not first oh. to get out, but you're, like, you're not winning it. Yeah, I'm, like, the guy who you forgets in the limbo because he's like, doesn't lose immediately, but he makes it, like, to round two out of four. And you're like, ah, that guy, that guy did, he did fine. I think that's kind of where, we at, where we're at in the podcast, too, in the podcast space. Yeah. I think that's kind of where we're at in life. It's also, no, well, sometimes. We bi- we're in last sometimes. That's true. Depends on. But we're in first, we're too. I mean, who you- would win in a game of mini golf, me or you? I feel like I'd wax Ooh. you in mini golf, if I'm being honest. Are you... Okay, so let's let's think through this. Just in general, who do you think is more accurate? Just in life. Like, I, I don't... I life? wouldn't say probably, you're a man probably, of... of yeah, are you a man you. of touch? No, I'm, I'm kind of like a... Just like a... I like shotgun spray whenever I do anything. It's just a lot of things. Just happen. Yeah. If I'm I was not, to describe your power, yeah, not, it would be oafish. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Kind of ogre as well. But that being said, I'm not that good at mini golf. So I don't know if that really means anything. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I kind of I kind of spank you in mini golf. I'm kind of good at I mean, it. I honestly think if we played mini golf 100 times, it would probably be 50-50. Because I, I really think there is no, there's limited skill involved in it. I think it's mainly love. Don't, exactly. Those are the sports I thrive in. The sports that are, like, mm-hmm. very niche amount of skill, but, like, not incredible athletic skill. Dude, I'm, I'm waxing you. That's actually – that's a good point. I, I believe you because I went – with my girlfriend, I've gone bowling and mini golfing, two of the sports that it's really just – You're just throwing stuff. Who knows what could happen. And I lose significantly most of the time. It's because you overthink it. You're too, like – because you're like, oh, you – Play, like you're good at like wiffle ball and baseball like, finessing you're like oh i'm an athlete i got this mm-hmm. i can get out there it's like this this isn't athletic scale this is just like 
you you never want to be in an athlete's mindset at the bowling alley. Never. Dude, that is a recipe for I'm showing this two lanes over. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put a spin on this. Boink. And that's a neighbor. (laughs) Well, I think we'll have to hold the We Dot Ice open and go mini golfing and we'll film it. I have a pretty good golf outfit, so I'm excited about this. I don't at all. Maybe I'll just go naked. You can do that. I think that's how you end up in like jail. But we could also go buy you an outfit, and you know, we could do that. That's true. You don't want to see my putter? <laughs> Not now. Don't tell people about that, <laughs> dude. I, I'm excited, but we're gonna have to make because I take mini golf very seriously. I hate losing. It, it infuriates me. No, just quack. We go back to baseball. But the most thing that pisses me off in mini golf is when somebody forgets to keep track of this. Are we playing for fun out here, bro? Get out. If, you, if you're not keeping track of the score, I'm not going. And that is, I mean, sorry if that's rude, but I, it's just a waste of time if you're not keeping track of the score. But also, I hate being the one to keep track. You always keeping need that tra- friend keep. or, like, your yeah. mom who will keep track of it. Because if you're the friend that has to keep score in mini golf, the it's day's ruined. Like, you, you can't win while keeping track of the score because your brain is, is just too tired. Too many numbers. And numbers it's, hard. It's an essential role that I never want to fill. I'm the one to bring it up. But if you ask me to keep track of score, I might just leave. Shout out to the real essential workers, the people who keep score in Midrolf. You guys are, or bowling. You guys are the people. The people who keep scoring yeah. anything. You guys are the people because that's a bad time. That's true. Math and yeah, sports. Yeah, shout out to scoreboards. Mix. Yeah, that's good. That's good people. Remember back in the day yeah. when people just like wrote the numbers up there. That was that must have been a fun time. Yeah, doing a doing the book. Oh my the god. Worst. That's, is there any other baseball topics you want to talk about? Well, we can. It's late for Red Sox, but whatever OG listeners are still tuning in in the last hour, Red Sox have an interesting feel... path. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Um, sorry for you rudely interrupted me Jeez. as I was mid vomit um, in my God. mouth. Um, they called up Jason, Jaron Duran, and Tanner Houck. <laughs> um, Jason. <laughs> Jason Duran. Jason is not a baseball player. Is and there they, any Jasons? Jason Kipnis. Jason Bay. Jason Kipnis. Well, we just shut my right down. Yeah, confirm there's Jasons. Actually, Jaron. There's not a lot of Jarons. Sometimes I believe Jason's a made-up name. I gotta be honest. That's true. So, the Red Sox called up Kevin Durant and Tanner Houck, and they are... In the big leagues, joining them for the Yankee series that the first game was delayed due to COVID stuff, so that could be a disaster. We'll see. Stupid Aaron Judge contracted it or something he, like he that. He was too busy he chatting it up it. at the All-Star game with his new teeth. He was like, hey, guys, look at these. Look at these. You want to touch them? And then everyone was touching his teeth. I was like, bro, yeah, the, put those things away. We, sources have confirmed Aaron Judge's fake left tooth has contracted COVID-19. Yeah, I'm infuriated by it, man. I'm like, you got to keep, it, gotta keep yeah. it in your mouth, bro. But this is an interesting first move from Heimblum. Going real deep Red Sox stuff real quick. I'm kind of scared because this, I mean, two of our most ready prospects he's bringing up, good to bolster the team, but what does that mean for making moves? Like, now we see Teacher Hernandez at second base. We have a new outfielder. Like, what are our holes now? I mean, pitch. we need pitching help, but so that's something we could get. But then Tanner Houck, he's kind of that, are we trying to, outsource from our own farm system and not trying to spend because that would make so much sense but it's also like let's spend a little cash and try to win the world series a lot going through my head those are my thoughts 
I agree with you. I saw this and I was like, oh, how far away is the trade deadline? And then I saw the Chris Sale rehab assignment saying, like, yeah, we're not making a move. Red Sox aren't going to trade for anybody. Jaron Duran is the outfielder they needed. Tanner Houck is the starting pitcher they needed. That's exactly yeah. the message we're going to get. So I was upset, but then I also just like accepted. I went through like the five stages of grief and I reached acceptance. And I was like, Tanner Houck looked good when he was up here. See what Jaron Duran yeah. can do. This team's not meant to buy. So. Yeah, I think we all knew this was going to happen. It was just so obvious that they caught him up in the same day. Yeah, this team isn't in a position to buy. They're just playing so good. Uh, if I mean, if they continue to, if they go like fourteen and zero right before the trade deadline, you gotta do maybe something. make a little move. Yeah, but um, we're probably going to go like five hundred, and then we'll just be kind of in the same spot and hope for some players to keep overperforming and the team kind of just playing well, and then. Hopefully make the playoffs. We'll live stream it and cry. I will cry. I cry pretty often in general. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a crier. How many times a week do you think you cry? Ooh. Once, probably. Interesting. Okay. I don't... It's not like a, like, I'm a sad crier. I'm like, when I feel tears coming on, I don't fight them back. I'm just like, let them go. Like, you see it. Like, you see a video of, like, a military dad surprising his son I'm, in the middle of a I'm game. Sad, sad time now. I'm crying, yeah, at, okay. I'm crying at the dinner table. I, I'll do it. Or even if, like, I yawn really hard, I'll start to cry, and then I just let it keep going. I'll just, like, start crying. I'm like, okay, tears okay, so coming out. Bi- biologically, tears happen, but you're not necessarily, like, sobbing. Yeah, I haven't sobbed in a minute. It's been a minute since I've had a sob. I'm an ugly crier, though. Yeah. It's a tough look. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? We can get out of here. People are probably so mentally confused by this podcast. I really think we covered a lot of important ground, though. I really do, too. I feel like there were some stimulating debates. There's a poll coming out of this. Kind of our new thing. We do polls now. Yeah, I guess that's our thing. And now we're doing mini-golfing, so... Dude, I'm so excited to go mini-golfing. This going to be a good time. I'm actually we really down. Us, we got Ice goes mini-golfing. I'm into this. Wait. Yeah. Last question. What color putter? I normally go blue. I go pink. What color ball? I go pink putter, pink ball. Okay. I like to shine on the court. I like to draw attention to myself. I never match. Maybe I should. You don't match? I wonder if you don't. get I waxed mean, in mini golf. You don't even match. That dude, you gotta match. I normally just go black putter. Like I don't think a lot of my venues I go to have multicolored putters. So it's more oh, it's normally just basic putter and then what ball you what what are you going to do for the ball? Well, I'm about to blow your mind. I'm going to show you the whole different side of mini golfing world. Are you the type of person One to wear multi- two different kinds of socks? Because this will show us a lot about your personality. On accident, I will. But if I'm wearing shorts, they got to match. I mean, are you going like red sock, blue sock? No. Okay, good. Because I'm out on that. Just fashion statement. Not into it. That's the type of person who would like... Use four pieces of bread in a day. That was a low blow. And on that note, we're gonna get, we're gonna get it. four pieces. Don't even, dude. Don't even start. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a video on. Like I'll text you a video of my process in the morning making toast, and you're gonna be like, yeah. this guy's a genius. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a video of my putter. Okay. Well, we both win in this situation, and you guys win because you made it to the end of the We Got Us podcast. So if you guys want even more, Woo! go check us out on Instagram and TikTok at We Got Us Baseball Twitter. We got ice, BB, subscribe, like, audio only, link in bio if you're watching on YouTube. Audio, come hang out on Spotify. Uh, come hang out on YouTube. 
God, get my apps mixed up. Come hang out. Check us out. Check out Wilson. He's a cool, ugly dude. We appreciate you. And we'll see you guys next time. Take it easy and stay tuned. Peace.